Hi guys and welcome back to Love What Luck. It's actually the one month anniversary of the podcast today, so <laughs> big episode. Um, when I was thinking what to talk about this episode, I was like, how has it been four weeks? And only now I'm discussing this topic. Because when, as you all know, when I started this podcast, I thought it was going to be like all about my single dating escapades, my first time on the dating app, like all the fun stories. And then, as we know, went on the one date and, you know, didn't work out. I'm (laughs) not in a bad way. I'm just now with a boyfriend. So when my direction changed and I got with my boyfriend, I was thinking, okay, what, what can I talk about? Like, what do I know about, you know, like off the cuff? The answer is love languages. So for those who don't know, love languages was invented by Dr. Gary Chapman about 40 years ago. This guy was a marriage counsellor. He'd been counselling couples for about 15 years and he said that all he felt like he heard with couples that were in trouble was like one spouse saying, I feel like my partner doesn't love me. And then the other partner would be like, what are you on about? Of course I do. I do this, I do this, I do this, like how can you tell, I obviously love you. So he said that after hearing this over and over again, he knew that there was a pattern, but he couldn't figure out what it was. So he went back over 12 years of notes, like respect to you Gary Chapman, <laughs> that is a hell of a lot of work, um, but we do appreciate it, know that we appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, he went over 12 years of notes to try and look for this pattern, and what he discovered was every time a spouse or partner was saying what they wanted to feel loved and what they wanted, you know, in the relationship to feel happy, generally came down to five categories. So then, lo and behold, he coined them the five love languages. He had a book out in the 90s, I think it was like 1992. It was like the huge bestseller, went absolutely massive, people went crazy for it. Haven't actually read it, definitely going to have to do it just to add to the list of the books on love and self-development that I read. If I read it, I will obviously let you know how I get on. But yeah, this book was massive. Um, so big that he got himself onto Oprah, like if that's not life goals. Um, and that's how I got introduced to it. I was listening to Oprah's um, Soul Conversations. Have you heard that as a podcast? <laughs> when I moved back home over lockdown, I said like I went on this big spiritual journey. Um, my parents live in the Ronde Valleys, which is obviously full of mountains. And every lunchtime or in the morning, I would go across the mountain, across the road from my parents' house, put on Oprah's soulful conversations <laughs> um, and go on to this like big journey And as I walked the mountains alone. Like imagine the drama of that. Like I was like with Deepak Chopra in my ears, <laughs> like walking around. Anyway, one of these times was Dr. Gary Chapman. So after I listened to the interview, immediately I was like, right, I have to do a test, I have to find out my love languages, and oh my god, guys, it blew my mind. When I found out, I was like, oh, this is so true, I like related it to every relationship I'd ever had, I was like, this is why I was happier in this relationship than the other one, I related it to my star sign, I went so into it, I figured out why that was even my love language, which I'm sure isn't the case for everyone, but as everything in my life, I went on a deep spiritual journey, 
connection with it. I fully embraced Dr. Chapman's words. They spoke to me. I then went on to pass it on. I was telling my friends about it. I was getting them to do the test. I was telling them to do it to their partners. I essentially became like what I thought the like Dalai Lama of dating. Like I was like, this is it. Everyone needs to know. I was like, I was born again. So needless to say, I'm super into this. And how, as I said, how I waited a month to bring it to Love What Luck, I don't know. I can only apologise. But I feel like this is going to be probably the most helpful podcast I will do. So yeah, obviously I'm going to link the test so that you can all do it and find out your love languages. Spread the word because... Obviously, while we all feel love, which is like the thing that I always keep saying, but we all feel it in different ways and we all express it differently. I swear to God, when you know, everything will just click into place for you. So, okay, the five love languages. The first one is physical affection. Now, this isn't just sex. This is like hand-holding, the little neck stroke, like as you're driving, the little forehead kiss, like the little like rubbing of your hand, like the hand on the thigh which by the way how hot is that like no when you're having dinner especially like if you're with other people like if it's not just you two and if you're having dinner like in a group and like your man's slips his hand <laughs> on your thigh like a physical affection indeed my love language but like that get that one gets me like that's hot so it's all like the little touches that essentially make you feel love like if you see those couples on the tube like giving the sickly pda give them a break it's probably their love language they probably that's what they're doing to feel fulfilled in their lives <laughs> give them a break i used to hate pda if i used to see people do it i'd be like oh god no more now i'm like you go express each other's love language to each other <laughs> either that or they're just super into each other and they can't wait to get home I mean both I'm on board with to be fair so yeah that's the first one uh the second one is words of affirmation so this is when people feel loved if you say things to them like oh my god you're so attractive you're so hot you're so pretty you're so funny you're so smart you're so thoughtful you're so kind like anything basically that you think they are they like to hear it it can also be like if you go on a date with somebody if even if you text them after the date and be like hey what are you up to which is obviously like an action to show that you enjoyed the date and you want to see them again realistically if you messaging somebody after yeah but words of affirmation would prefer to hear hey had a really nice time tonight really enjoyed the date you were so funny or had so much fun with you so it's like the next step and it's like feedback now now, this is my love language, so obviously I can relate very deeply to this one. <laughs> I even did this test to my boyfriend in the car. This is literally like maybe two months in. We're in a car ride together. <laughs> I think we've been to visit his family. So we're in the car. I'm like, right, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's a four-hour journey and there's no escape. Now is the time to bring up the love language quiz. <laughs> 20 questions and what we did. You told me it is. And then I was like, I already know mine. I was like, mine's words of affirmation. He was like, oh, I'm not that good to words. I was like, oh, great. Red flag number one. <laughs> this is going to be an issue. Um, to be fair, I actually think he's good. Like, he's definitely good with how he feels. 
like even at the start like he would straight away like tell me enjoy the date or if he like misses me or if someone I do makes him smile like he'll tell me I think compliment wise he probably compliments me like a normal amount like probably like the normal amount for people but let me tell you if your um love language is words of affirmation it will never be enough like lol at me saying this he's absolutely gonna be listening like for fuck's sake <laughs> this bitch rides my dick all the time um, okay, moving on swiftly. The third one is acts of service. So this is if you do things for your partner that like they don't have to ask you to, you know? So I feel like this one comes more into play if you are like living with somebody maybe or in like longer term relationships. I feel like that's when it gets strained more if this is your love language and this isn't getting fulfilled when you're like living with somebody. I feel like this could be a big problem. And actually when I listen to the podcast, I think it's actually the podcast is like um a recording of like a live show so they have a couple of couples on there and they did like this big poll saying how many couples that live together feel like housemates instead of like a couple I mean I'm not gonna lie I listened to it again before I did this just to refresh it and I moved in with my boyfriend in two months and I was like oh no (laughs) no this is like not what you want to hear like yes I just feel like my partner is my roommate now we barely speak with it we don't really see each other I was like oh dear (laughs) this was down the line anyway going way off track I feel like this is when it gets really strained so I think this is an important one if it's your love language it's essentially people like doing the dishes for your partner like cooking food for them ready for when they come home taking the rubbish down for them picking up like breakfast for them like to save them doing it taking them something to work or making them lunch for work just like little things to show that like you care about them and like you're thinking about them you're basically like trying to make your life easier for them I also think it can be at like the start of a relationship it would be more like showing up to meet your friends showing up to meet your family like that's an act of service you know like you know it's important to your partner and you're like showing up for them or, you know, going to meet them after work to have dinner, like, closer to their place because they've had a long day rather than being like, no, you come over my way. You know, a lot can be learned for this, actually. If this is your love language and you're planning a first date and the other person's, like, doesn't want to meet you in the middle or something, that could be, like, a red flag, you know, especially if this is your love language. If your love language is acts of service and some dick on the first date can't even come and meet you halfway, I'm sorry, like, bye-bye. girl by okay the fourth one is receiving gifts i think this kind of can go hand in hand with acts of service like it's kind of a similar thing isn't it like if you're thinking about somebody you can do things to help them but also naturally usually get them a gift so my boyfriend's one is actually like a mixture of the two which is what it can be if you've got high scores if you've got particularly high scores for two or even like three of them you can have more than one love one love language you might have one super strong one which overrides it or you might be a mixture of two and obviously receiving gifts that's like an easy one like if you go on holidays you bring somebody back souvenir you bring them some chocolate like they you pick up their favorite sweets like you're not receiving gifts is like any little thing the last one is quality time and this isn't just like 
when you spend time together, you're like not on your phones or something. He explains the quality time is more like spending as much time as possible with your partner. So if this is your love language, you will feel loved if, for example, your partner would say, oh God, I've got to go into town to pick up some socks and blah, blah, blah. Rather than being like, I've got to do that, bye. They would say, do you want to come with me? And like, if that's your love language, that would really speak to you like, okay, they want to spend time with me. Or you could say, I'm going out like with my friend, but let's meet up later. Or I'm going out for drinks. Why don't I come back to you as? Which, you know, is always a good thing, I think. (laughs) But you know, that's quality time. So I think obviously all of them are needed to a degree, like for a good relationship. I'm sorry, if your partner is doing all of these things consistently and all the time, like what have you got to fight about? Because everything I've listed then, does that not sound like the perfect partner? Even like some of the stuff I'm like, hmm, I don't do that. Okay, you need to like step up your game. In the perfect relationship, yeah, if you have like all those little bits in it. But I think in particular, like said if you have a like a stronger result in the love language so for example mine as I said is words of affirmation and that is my overriding one like over anything else yeah and one of the reasons I broke up with an ex was because of it because it's not just like he's not doing my love language it's like if you feel that your love language isn't being shown it essentially just makes you feel like you're not loved or you're not appreciated much in the relationship and obviously that is just gonna like burn away at you and it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse and more I found obviously before I did Dr. Chapman's quiz what I whereas now I'm like whapping him out into a new relationship two months down the line but what I found like at the time like obviously now I look back and I wish I'd said something sooner but at the time I remember thinking I would sound kind of pathetic to be like oh I don't feel like you tell me like this and that because like I knew like in the relationship I'm talking about I knew that he loved me like there was no doubt about it and I could tell and I think is love language must have been um gifts and acts of service because that's how he showed it to me it was like every time I saw him pretty much he would bring me like chocolate or sweets or if I was like not in town if I was back in Wales he'd have something delivered to me like it was definitely like now it's so obvious that that was obviously his love language and that's how he was showing me with gifts and stuff but which was lovely but then he went away for like uh I think it was three months, I can't remember. He went travelling. So obviously, the shows of, like, love that he was doing, I wasn't getting. And then on top of that, when you tr- when somebody's away and all you've got is phone and text, if your love language is this words of affirmation and the person isn't giving you that, well, needless to say, I was like, what's the point? Like, I'm at home, like kind of waiting around for somebody who was away and I just feel like we just weren't on the same level I didn't even need like it wasn't even like that I needed to be told like every day like I love you and I miss you it really wasn't that deep I just wanted to be told like just a cheeky compliment now and again or do you know what I mean like if I'm laughing out a joke like just tell me I'm funny you know <laughs> if I'm telling you I've done something for my mother just say oh god you're so thoughtful give me something but like 
when I was listening to that um, podcast, Dr. Gary Chapman, who now by all accounts seems to be my Lord Saviour, would say that if your partner grew up in a different household where, say for example, words of affirmation wasn't something he was familiar with, then he'd find it harder. Now I knew that this ex grew up in a household where they didn't really speak about feelings or speak just they didn't really speak very openly about things so obviously that's why like he obviously found it really hard and then I wasn't as enlightened as I am now and couldn't be like you know look this is it well I did kind of get on to it because we didn't actually break up then I mean he ended up coming home early but basically how it came to head um I'm sorry for indulging myself here how it came to head was I was just like I'm just not like feeling this like it's just you're there, I knew, it's like, I'm not, I didn't even say, like, probably how honest I was feeling, but I was just like, it's not gonna work, I was like, I didn't even say to break up, but I was just like, let's end it until you come back from travelling, and then we can come back to it, because when he was home, like I said, like, even though he wasn't doing my love language, there were, like, other things that I knew that he was, like, you know, obviously that he loved me and stuff, so that was the plan, right, (laughs) and then, that's what I did, I did it, so anyway, I call that off, right, it's like about, three days I think pass and then I come home to my flat one day and there's flowers outside my door in typical receiving gifts (laughs) love language fashion there's flowers outside my door saying like I know you said like not to call you but flowers are allowed or something I was like oh my god super cute so obviously it worked hook line and sink I messaged him and I was like thank you so much like super sweet then he sent me a a picture it's like I've just done I've just done a skydive sends me a picture of him on a skydive with Sadie written on one palm and I miss you on the other palm <laughs> jumping out of the plane please <laughs> sends his picture of him out the plane and then sends me the picture from the airport of a plane ticket saying he was coming home early from his trip probably the most romantic thing anyone's ever done for me I think like it was like something from a movie I was like oh my god this is crazy so we actually didn't split up and then when he came back I actually spoke to him properly about it and I was like I'm just the type of person that like needs to hear how how you feel about me basically like I know it but I just like to hear it and I just like compliments and And I like to be quite affectionate. So then we added out um, and then we stayed together for a while. I mean, and then we broke up. I'm sorry, I feel like that story was the point to it. There probably was, but I feel like sometimes like I'm on on this mic and I have like an idea in my head of what I'm going to speak about and then naturally these, all these stories come out and I'm like, this is like a therapy session or something. (laughs) So please forgive me. But yeah, that is a perfect example of how much if your love language isn't feeling shown and you don't feel like loved or appreciated or you're vibing how much it can actually affect a relationship like it can be make or break especially because me at the time I just felt like we're two different people I shouldn't expect him to change and I don't want to change like if he finds it really hard to like give somebody compliments and like say you know how much he's feeling then I shouldn't have you know I should I didn't want to change him and same with me like if I love hearing things and telling people how I feel like my household's really affectionate and like I tell my uh, my mother my sister every night before we go to sleep like I love you I say to my nephews and I'm just very open with it all and we're really like complimentary of each other and stuff so 
I didn't want to change either. And actually, um, Gary <laughs> Gaza said this as well, that if you have a love language which is number one, which is like your strongest out of the five, and that is your partner partner's level five, so it's like the one that they find least important and the one they find hardest to do, then that's when you're going to get the biggest problems, obviously, because there's so much compromise and change that you have to do for each other. Like earlier when I said that I even figured out how I knew my love language was, like my household, and how I grew up like was all based on compliments in my parents eyes like my mother's eyes especially oh my god I can do no wrong I'm talking like every single thing I do is like the best thing ever so like perfect example of this yeah I can't cook right I hate cooking I can't do it I despise I hate every single thing about it few weeks ago my sister and brother-in-law come up I get my boyfriend round my friends here and my two nephews, whilst they're like, I can't even do the maths quick, six or seven of us, and I'm in charge of cooking for us all. Oh my god, guys, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I managed to cook potato wedges, like I actually made potato wedges from scratch, like not from a frozen bag, so that, I mean, hats off to me, but everything else, like, <laughs> I just cooked about 12 veggie sausages and just put them in, in a plate in the middle of the table I had a pizza for my nephews I had sweet potato wedges and then everything else was just like oven stuff that I bought and just put on the table and then I had like a loaf of bread in the middle it was so random right so my friend sent it to her mother to be like oh my god look what Sadie's made us she sends it to her mother her mother replies like what the fuck literally WTF what what are the sausages I sent it to my mother my mother responds Oh my god, love, well done to us. Not easy cooking for all those people. Oh, did they enjoy it? Blah, blah, blah. Like, well done. Re- really, really, like, proud of you. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can do no wrong. But do you know what? It harms you. And I got told before that sometimes, obviously this isn't the case for everybody, but sometimes a lack of self-confidence can come from if you've grown up like that and you've been praised all the time for everything then you kind of look for that in things and if you don't get it then all the self-doubt comes in and honestly that's like how I've lived my life pretty much like sometimes if I don't get told I'm doing a good job I'm like oh my god like I'm rubbish they immediately hate me I'm gonna get sacked or I mean no no wonder by the way that I hated modeling like the girl who needs constant praise going into the modeling industry absolutely not (laughs) anyway sorry way off track so now you know the love languages you can start to observe them so Dr. Gary Chapman says that you can pick up um while somebody's love languages, so say in the early stages and you really like somebody and you want it to work, the way to figure out somebody else's love language is essentially how they treat you. So as I said, like, obviously my ex's was gifts. Like, if somebody's bringing you gifts, if somebody, like, wants to spend a lot of time with you, maybe, and they're trying to fit you into their plans, like, no matter what, and they don't, like, rule out a day just because they've got something else on that day, they love language is probably quality time. Like, I went out with one guy, like, he absolutely understood the assignment. I got complimented so much, I felt like I was, like, the hottest, the funniest, the kindest, just, like, the best person this guy had ever met. 
But oh my god, honestly, that was why the relationship worked so well. Because it's like, if you feel loved, then you feel so secure in the relationship. If you feel loved and happy, you so want to give that back to the person. You don't resent them. You don't want to play games with them. So I really think it's, it's so important. And like, loads of couples on that podcast, like, there was a couple on there. They'd been married, like, however many years. And they both admitted that they cheated on each other. But they wanted to give another go. And they'd obviously just, like, lost their way. And they said when they got married somebody gave him this book and obviously they were like at the start of the marriage obviously it was all like nice and fun and they just never read the book and then they sort of they cheated on each other and then when they came back they read the book they found out each other's love languages and now they were working through it like I swear this shit will change your lives like to quote Dr. Gary Chapman once more, he says that knowing your love language can transform every relationship in your life. Which is true, like, it doesn't even have to be a romantic one. Like, like with your friend. You know, like, the relationships you have with your friends are so important because you speak to them so much and they're so involved in every aspect of your life. Like, up until probably you're married. And even then, like, if you're married or if you're with somebody for five years and you argue, generally the first person you want to talk to or tell about and get opinion is your friend like they cannot always offer something that a romantic partner can't so it's so important to keep those relationships strong and if you're with a friend and like your love language is quality time say and you feel like your friends are making time for you then you could acknowledge that and talk that through as well you know it's not just all about a romantic partner if you're down I feel like it's a good way to understand why you're not feeling happy in any of the type of relationship you're in or any of the situation as I said like now I look back I realize that in that relationship because of the lack of words of affirmation that's why it wasn't working in comparison to when when I was getting that all the time and I was like super happy obviously it's not just that it's not just going to work like with any random or off the street I'm sorry especially mine words of affirmation <laughs> somebody tells me oh my god you're hot and I'm like oh yes okay let's do this <laughs> I'm gonna go with you obviously you know it has to be with somebody you care about but I think it's so important to find out what yours is find out what your partner or your friends is and genuinely I think it's gonna change your life so if you can't tell I'm absolutely love talking about that guys I feel like it's something I'm really passionate about um yeah I think it's super helpful so as I said I'm gonna leave the link to the quiz because there's so many online um so I'm gonna link my favorite one for you and yeah do it and come obviously come and let me know what your love language is any story that you've got with a love language come and tell me I'm gonna share on the insta like I love doing and yeah hope you all have a good week and I'll see you next time thanks bye